I'm excited to talk about this concept today because I feel like more people need to know. As you can tell from the title, we're going to talk about that cash cheddar today, but from a more spiritual standpoint. This episode is inspired by a book written by Ernest Chu called Soul Currency. And I know y'all have heard me talk about this book and I can't stop running my mouth about it and that's for a good reason. <laughs> this book is one of the plenty that have changed my life and essentially what Ernest is talking about are the spiritual laws of making money. He doesn't specifically say those words but that's basically what he's talking about. <laughs> so there's a lot of terms that I'm going to throw around for this episode so let's just get into them now to make sure that we're all on the same page. So first we have soul money. And soul money is money that is made using our spiritual assets. And a spiritual asset is any natural gift, talent, or characteristic that can be shared or leveraged. And then we have counterfeit currency. And that is money that is made using our spiritual assets, but in a non-soulful way. Doing what you love for a living really boils down to two things. One, making the most of your spiritual assets. And two, knowing when your energy is right for creating. Okay, that's very important. Okay, because if your energy ain't right when you're trying to create something, it's just gonna fuck up the whole show. Anyway, okay, so moving on. <laughs> assets are great, right? But it's what you do with them that matters. Just like in the financial market, Whenever we want our assets to grow, we invest. So the same applies here. I'm just going to go ahead and quote Ernest directly. He says, When activated by intentionality and focus and supercharged by passion, enthusiasm, and compassion, your invested spiritual assets become spiritual capital. So let's go ahead and break that down. <laughs> so the first part when activated by intentionality and focus. Focus is our energetic investment that grows our spiritual portfolios. And you know me, I had to look up that word focus because you know I like words. So focus is defined as the center of interest or activity. When you're at the center of something, you have a 360 degree view of all possibilities from the center when you're focused, you have the capacity to hold it all. Now, before I move on to the second part of the quote, I do want to share one thing that's been really helpful for me in activating my focus. Um, I made a habit of not scheduling more than three tasks a day. And after each task is completed, I stop working and I go do other shit for about 30 minutes to an hour and then I'll get back to work on my second task. Now, this helps me keep focused because it takes the pressure off of trying to fit in everything during my day, which distracts me from doing my best because I'm rushing through the tasks. And it also helps with my creativity because giving my brain a rest in between my tasks while I'm cleaning up or walking, that usually sparks the idea for the next task. Okay, so let's move on to that second part. Supercharged by passion and compassion. So y'all remember when I said in the love triangle episode how the Greek root word for passion was in theos, which means within God? Okay, 
So when we supercharge our spiritual assets, our talents, our natural gifts with passion, we're aligning to that creative spark. So you might call it a flash of inspiration or Holy Spirit, whatever label you want to slap on this thing. That is what makes your gifts magnetic. So follow that. And then finally, when we supercharge our gifts with compassion, we are opening hearts, our hearts and theirs, the people that we're sharing our gifts with. So to supercharge with compassion means that you're offering your gifts from a place of service and contribution. Now, why does this formula work for making soul money? Well, because love is the energy of value. Your spiritual capital is creative, alive, and so much more powerful than money because it is infused with the source universal energy, aka love. You feel me? Investing your spiritual capital without being attached to the amount of the return opens the flow of returns. And the more you learn to value your spiritual assets, the more the world will reflect that value to you with money. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So when you, when you put your passion and your love and your joy into what you do, when you give what you do your all, when you value it, love is the energy of value. So when you're pouring your love into it, the world gonna pay you. You feel me? Okay, so let's put this all together. Doing what you love, also known as soul money, is possible when you prioritize, activate, and share your gifts from a place of love. Basically, soul money is the byproduct of being exactly who you are and showing up as such. I actually, I was reading something earlier today, now that I think about it, and it fits perfectly with this. Don't you just love when Spirit be doing that? Like, it just leads you to the things that are going to help you out. Anyway, so I'm currently reading Creating Money, Attracting Abundance by Senea Roman and Dwayne Packer. And I'll just, I'll go ahead and quote what they said here. They said, um, finding and creating your life's work will bring you more abundance than any other single action you can take. Your life's work will involve doing what you love and in some way make a contribution to the greater good of humanity. And then, this is the kicker, this is what they say, money will be a byproduct of doing what you love and it will flow effortlessly into your life without even much thought. All you have to do is focus on pouring your love into your creations and you don't have to, the, the money will flow. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to push and force and, and try to pull for your way. So I do just want to share one final note about supercharging our spiritual assets and it's from a Mother Teresa quote. She says, it's not the magnitude of our actions, but the amount of love that is put into them that matters. And I think that so beautifully describes really the whole point of this episode. Focus on your gifts and connect others to your gifts. We could end the episode right here, but we really can't because there's this thing called fear and that really fucks up the flow. Um, fear and love are like oil and water. You can put them in the same container, but they're not going to mix. So yeah, we got to talk about it. Fear turns our soul money counterfeit. Counterfeit soul currency carries the energy of pain and constriction, which are the biggest obstacles to your prosperity and fulfillment. You remember when I said uh, fun is money lube? 
Yes, okay? When you're having fun, the money slips in. When you're constricting your energy around how you're going to make money and it's a source of struggle, you're just making it so much harder for yourself. So how do you know if you're slanging these counterfeits? <laughs> okay, um, if you're doing things because you think you should... Or if you're paying more attention to the voice in the back of your head that says it will never work. Or if you're resistant to asking for support. Or if you keep on checking to see if people liked, commented, shared. That's how you'll know if like it's not really coming from the soul. It's coming from a place of fear. Sharing your spiritual assets should bring you joy it should serve as an expression of love. And when you do that, it wraps you up in the frequency of miracles. Okay, so if it don't feel like that, it's fake. <laughs> Negative or disappointing results in the outer world are just mirror images of counterfeit currency that you're creating within you. You know what I mean? Because fear-based intentions create fear-based realities and all this does is it leads your creativity into dead end channels and that's where it loses its power because you're so focused on results and the form you're not really putting the love and the joy into it you feel me i'll just share my experience with like clubhouse and twitter spaces for a while i was putting so much energy into like trying hard to meet new people i was trying to get seen i was subscribing to all the newsletters i was responding to every newsletter i was hitting people up on their text line you know what i mean but i really should have been creating like i was spending two to three hours on clubhouse two to three hours in these twitter spaces i should have been creating i had two jobs create and talk about what I created. Not check to see if people were looking for it, not checking to see if people commented that. Create, talk about what you create, that's it. Um, because I was forcing and placing my creative juices into dead-end strategies, I wasn't listening, I was following. I was following what everyone else said was the way instead of looking inside myself and listening to my own way. That's what fear will do to you. You feel me? Okay, so like it's important. We got to knock this fear out. In fact, I have an episode called Fear is Fuel to help you with that. I'll put that in the show notes um, if you want to listen to it. Now, here's another thing with fear. When fear walks into the room and you start moving from that place of I should do this or I should do that, eventually what happens is you begin to make conditional investments. You might start saying to yourself, I'll do this when that happens, or I'm waiting on this before I decide to move forward with that. I, I had to check myself, like, I just launched these perfume spells, and I was telling myself, I'm not going to go wholesale until I sell out of my retail stock, and it's like, girl, no, you're putting conditions, that's a fear-based, that's not soul energy, that ain't soul money, like, how the universe works is you always go first, you always go first, and then the universe will follow. So I will bring the question to you. What are you holding off on because you're waiting on something else to happen first? When you're investing in your gifts from a place of conditions, your returns will be smaller and they'll have conditions attached to them. You feel me? Okay, so one thing that helped me move from a place of expectation was knowing that the results do not belong to me. 
the results of my work, these are not results that I own. They just come through me. I'm a vehicle for them, but I am not them and the results are not me. That realization really helped me ease my grip. Okay, so I think we're at the end of the episode. I think I say everything I was planning to say. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I hope you loved this and got some great takeaways. If you did, please share this podcast with a friend. If you'd like to support my work financially, because, you know, I don't be putting ads on these episodes because I don't really like ads. I don't want my archive to be sprinkled with them, but I'm still interested in getting paid. So if that's something that you're feeling called to do, if you can feel the amount of love and effort that I put into this, if you've been a longtime listener tuning into every episode, hell, if you're a new listener and you got a gym, please consider reciprocating the energy. Um, my Venmo, my Cash App, all of that is in the show notes. I love you so much. Thank you so much. So much for listening and sharing and donating and I will talk to you in a few.